Catherine. I'm back from university for a week. It's great to be home and get my washing done. It's nice to see you. Have you made any friends yet in your halls? Oh, I. Right, so you have to tell me their names so then I'll actually know who you hang out with. Now, you have to understand that people at university have a wee bit of a strange nicknames. Right, well, just tell me the names of the people in your halls. Well, on the different floors, we have who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know who's on third. Yeah, that that's what I'm asking about. That's what I want to find out. Who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know who's on third. Do you actually know these people? Like, have you met them, or...? Yeah. You're friends with them? Aye. And you don't know their name? Well, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yeah. I mean, their name. Who? The person on first. Who? Your friend. Who? The one you hang out with. Who's on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's my friend's name. That's whose name? Yeah. Just tell me. That's it. That's who? Yeah. Do you actually have any friends here? Yeah. Then who lives on the first floor? That's right. Right. What's the name of your friend on the first floor? No, what's on second? I'm not asking you who's on the second. Who's on first? I don't know. No, he's on third. We don't talk about him. and welcome to episode 63 of Mark's Mess Podcast, where with my daughters Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. We look at the world of geekery using Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and other pop culture phenomenons as our guide. This time we have got Charlotte is back from university for a reading week. And yes, folks, guess what she's doing? The first student ever to do some reading in her reading week. How's it going, Charlotte, at university? Pretty good. Well, thanks uh, for that. A question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any friends? Okay, we're not going to go through that yeah. again. That was too painful. Uh, that whole opening was thanks to Eugene Hendricks for his comment on our last episode. He wrote that the whole episode is like listening to Who's On First, just with two Costellos and, and Irish accents. I found that hilarious, and the girls didn't understand a thing of that. Abbott and Costello first did that sketch, the Who's On First. It was originally about baseball. I have gone through this with you two ad nauseum over the years, and you just don't get it. It's a fantastic sketch, and even you two couldn't have ruined it at the start. We didn't ruin it. We did it perfectly, thanks very much. Well, I yeah. was perfect. Yeah, there was a lot of editing in that. But thank you very much. Hopefully you enjoyed that way a start to the podcast. If you would like to contact us about anything that we say, you can email us at... My Mark's at gmail.com on twitter at marksmess podcast is at the team and on our facebook page marksmess podcast i'm not even pretending we've got a web page anymore um this time we are going to be looking at earth's mightiest heroes the episode the man who stole tomorrow first of a three-parter i thought we'd do the first part this time and then when it comes to christmas we'll do a double-sized one uh to get it and of course introduces kang the conqueror and we have actually seen kang before he was in the TV series. Was he the name? Was it, is Kang the name of the big gorilla boy in The Flash? Not too sure. Was he the guy at the desk? He was the guy at the desk. Oh. Okay, but th- there were various variants of Kang, and in the trailer for Ant Man and Mosque Quadra. 
Quantum, uh, Quantum Mania. They had a Kang who was, uh, his costume was spot on the comic books. And as we've already discussed, this cartoon is very much in the comic book accuracy mode. Uh, we're, later on, after the break, we're going to do a spoiler-filled review of... Doctor Who, The Power of the Doctor, where uh, we have watched it and two of us were very excited while watching it at various parts. Uh, One of us was a bit too sleepy after uh, travelling all the way home, but we will talk about that and also about the other geeky stuff we have watched. Now, I have watched Werewolf by Night, the new Marvel uh, horror. It was in black and white, so did any of you two watch it? No, I watched Uh, like... I watched like the first couple minutes and I realised the whole thing wasn't black and white so it didn't bother. Black and white isn't bad. Black and white is beautiful. It is good. Ask the dog. Okay. See just in black and white. Uh, we have also... He could be colourblind for all we know. We have also we finished She-Hulk. Without spoiling it, what did you think of She-Hulk? Have you finished it, Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. I finished it ages ago. That's good. Uh, what did you think, Catherine? Oh, it wasn't half bad. I liked it. I liked all the references. I liked all those C, D and E list characters that popped up in it every now and again. And the ending, well, it brought me back to my John Byrne She-Hulk reading days. Uh, What else have we had? The Wakanda Forever, all the trailers are now out. Oh, I'm Australia. To be honest, I never, if I'm going to see the movie... Unless I'm like, yes, finally, I've been waiting for this forever. I don't really watch the trailers because, I mean, I've got to see it at some point anyway, so. Uh-huh. I think the premiere was Friday. Premiere was, and uh, reviews That's are... Friday the 26th. For are fairly good, mm-hmm. although it sounds uh, a very serious movie. Well, yeah, because... They're trying to do something with the fact that their main character from the last movie is no longer there. They also have a new character, Namor, one of the original Marvel characters, back when Marvel was uh, not even Marvel Comics yet. I think I remember. Was he in some sort of cartoon? He probably was. He probably was. Uh, the the thing I um, like about it is how comic accurate he is. He's still got wings on his feet, and boy, do they look silly in real life. Oh, no, wait, that might have been in Justice League because it was your boy. He looks like a variation of Aquaman mixed with your boy from Star Trek with the weird ears and the black Spock. hair. Spock. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's... Oh, that yeah, him? that's him. Oh, right, okay. I saw a meme earlier and it was quite funny. Well, that's Share, good. Thank you for that. I just, do you want to tell us what it was like? Do you want me to try find it? No, okay. no, because it won't. Describe it so, won't translate. Describe it. So at the top, this could it, be a new feature. Sh- Catherine describes memes. What's that mean? At the top, what's that mean? I like that. At the top, there was um, one. It was Marvel for the movies, and it said lights, camera, action, and then for the bottom, it said DC, and it was just camera action. Because the movie's oh, yeah, really that, dark. Yeah, really dark. That's, that's hilarious. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. That's the segment, what do you mean? Or, <laughs> what's that mean? I can't remember which one I said. <laughs> the what's. Okay, let's move on to uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the man who stole tomorrow. I do have a synopsis that I've ripped from uh, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes wiki mm. page. So we will have a look at that. After a discussion about futurists and newspapers, Captain America tells Tony that he needs to learn how to fight hand-to-hand, not with a suit of armour. 
as Captain America has observed that Stark did not know how to fight and correctly guessed that he'd not known how to fight. At the Baxter Building, the home of the Fantastic Four, Thor, Wasp and Ant-Man take Blizzard to Prison 42 and he is taken to his cell. When taken into the new prison, Blizzard asks in a nervous voice if he had mentioned he was really, really sorry. In Avengers Mansion, Hawkeye and Hulk sit down and gleefully get ready to watch Cap fight Tony. The fight begins and Cap immediately knocks down Tony as Hawkeye and Hulk start laughing. After several fails, Tony gives up and he says that this is the present and Cap reminds him that those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. Kang appears out of nowhere and attacks the leaders. They call for backup in Prison 42. Thor, Ant-Man and Wasp get alert and leave. Hawkeye and Hulk and the Black Panther join the fight against Kang and the others soon arrive and Iron Man demands to know what he wants, why he wants to eliminate Captain America. Kang says he will show them 10 years in the future and they are in a barn wasteland and he says that a war will wipe out the sun and everyone on earth. Wasp asks what kind of war could do that and Kang says there's a war between two alien empires, the Kree and the Skrulls. He also says that ultimately, in the end, it was Captain America who destroyed everything by the aftermath of World War I. Tony refuses to hand over Cap and the Avengers begin the battle against Kang. Hulk gets him off his chair and Iron Man hops on. Then he discovers his chair is based on some tech from Stark and controls it to get back to the present. Cap tells Iron Man that Kang will be back for the next backup battle with his spaceships conquering Earth. There we have it. Okay, so let's hear what you thought of The Man Who Stole Tomorrow. First of all, your boy Kang looks like a purple sock. That was my very first thought when I saw him. I'm like, you look like a purple sock, right? That's, that's, that's good. Is that what you do when you go outside? You're like, you look like a green sock, purple sock? Well, funny enough, people aren't purple. You know, but if they were like a green jumper and green trousers. They just still purple skin. It's an asparagus. Yeah. Okay. Catherine. Well, first of all, you know the Fantastic Four house? Yes. It looked like the Channel 4 logo. It was in the shape of the f- number four. <laughs> There's not much else you can do with a four. And also, um, you know what the way they were talking about Ultron in the prison? Yes. I I typed it down, but I accidentally spelt UK-tron. When Tony and Steve... He doesn't really seem much of a Steve. He seems more of a just cap all the time. He looks like Mr. Incredible a bit. Mm, small head, big body. Although Mr. Incredible has a bigger head to body. Where you know. Anyway, when they were just talking about, like, oh, basically you want to scrap, it looked like mm-hmm. Tony was just eating straight-up tofu chunks. He probably was, because he's Tony Stark. That's just a bit rare, though. It looked like just raw tofu. Have you ever had tofu? No, but I do want to try it. Okay. It looks like unflavoured cheese. It does. I have, I don't think I've had it unflavoured. I wonder, do they argue about the air conditioning and the the Avengers tower? Some of them are in like full body, long sleeve, covered head to toe suits. <laughs> and some of them are just in like a vest top and trousers. Some people handle heat differently than others and cold differently than others. Should see my team in work. There could be somebody head to toe, scarves, hats, gloves, free coats, uh, several underlayers, and then there's somebody else walking about in shorts and a t-shirt. Did you know that it tends to be that women react worse to the cold than men? Which is why women are usually colder. That's like 
in here because Charlotte's always like with a blanket, like the weird blanket hoodie thingy and like all that and then it's like roasting outside. And you're in shorts. At one point Iron Man, Iron Man looked like an ironing board I thought. Well he is Iron Man. I know but he just, he just looked very flat. You know the Ultron robots? Yes. So you know in that show where they're in space? Lost in space. Whoa. Okay. It looks like they look like the robot in that because of the wee glowy things in their mouth. Oh, yes. And yeah. also, and you know the little card thing they have? Yes, the Avengers ID cool. card. But it would be even cooler if it was a credit card as well. It's, it's a credit card size. That's I, basically I, my uni card you're describing. I, I think it is a credit card as well in the comics. That would be cool. That that would be real cool. But uh, you just have it on your phone now. They just I never have got around to that. I don't know. I don't think that our bank do it on. Oh, they probably do. Oh. To be honest, every- I wouldn't really want to do that because, like, then if somebody steals your phone, they got your bank stuff. They've got as well. everything about their life. That's why yeah. your phones are very hard to get into now. There was at one point. Um, your sock boy Kang was holding up. Oh, I can't remember who he was holding up. But he was holding them up, and it was like Simba. And then he turned around to have a conversation with another person, <laughs> and he just kept on holding it up, him up like Simba. Your boy Kang's chair. It looks like you know those wafer shells you put ice cream in. Yes. It looks like one of those. Okay, let's 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 I have one more it, thing. it looks like those swings you get in the park where they're like actual chairs, but a swing. Why is there a random globe on the beach ten years into the future? A random globe on the beach? Yeah. Oh, that a, a world? Because it's probably from some place in and New it's York. Like it's oh, from I, the Bat- Lego Batman. I, I think it's actually um, Superman's newspaper, or whatever that's called. Uh, Daily, Daily Planet. Of course, it's a planet. Of course, it's a Daily Planet. Daily Bugle one. That was in Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I mean, that's more right than that. What did you think of Kang as a villain? He was kind of like, I'm doing this for good, but also let me conquer your whole planet in the process. His, the right thought was there, but it got diverted a lot. There's a whole thing where people don't see themselves as a villain of their own story. He was very much on the defence a lot. He was just like, you can't come into my bubble. But he was overly powerful. That's my problem with villains like this. They're just too powerful and they could win no problem. And all he has to do, because he's a time traveller, is travel back in time and do it slightly different until he gets it done right. Like with Thanos. Like with Thanos... Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't really remember uh, that, but no, I know you don't remember what that. What did they actually do? They travelled back in time and Thor stabbed them. I think he cut his head off this time. No! No! What? Am I talking about what you're talking about? I don't know. What are you talking about the talking. movies? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's not what happened. They went back in time to Thanos and his little farm. No, they did not go back in time. They travelled to the planet Th- Thanos retired to. There's a whole thing about them inventing time travel then. That was oh, to go back and get the, the stones. Oh, get the stones. Oh. oh. Good grief. <laughs> Why me? I would want to have well, a rerun of need... the movies, but there's a lot of them now. See, next time, I'm going to get a different co-host. Right. So, what did you think of this right. story? Was it, did it make you want to watch the next two episodes? <laughs> Probably. How did it end? It ended with uh, Kang kind of defeated, went back to his own uh, ship, which is oh, the big yeah. sword ship, ship in the was... sky, and then multiple uh, Dalek ships appeared so he could invade it the Earth. It looked like money. It looked and, like money. And then there was random woman in the, the light thingy. 
Oh, that was his uh, wife who uh, was in suspended animation because she's basically dying. Uh, now, we have seen him before in this cartoon. He was watching Captain America. Time started to shift about him. Okay, so there's a lot of this that has been uh, been worked on for quite a long time. Kang, Kang is a very old character in the comic books from the early days of the Avengers and even into uh, the Fantastic Four. He uh, has had several incarnations and because he keeps going back in time, eventually there were multiples of him. And he uh, became Kang. Uh, there was a Kang Council, a Council of Kangs, so which you'll appreciate. Was for it him. at least a council with a K? <laughs> I hope so. So a bit like Doctor Who, but not. A bit like Doctor Who, only Doctor Conquer, which sounds really like somebody who likes the autumn mm, and the yeah. chestnut trees. Right, so we'll leave that there and we'll come back to this, uh, come back in a wee minute and we'll talk about Doctor Who, uh, the last one for Jodie Whittaker, which is The Power of the Doctor. So we'll see you in a couple of minutes after trailers for these brilliant podcasts. See you in a minute. Bye. Toodaloo. Justice League International Bwahaha Podcast, a monthly show chronicling the adventures of the JLI era by Keith Giffen and J.M.D. Mateus. We started with the very first issue, and our coverage goes all the way through breakdowns. We're going issue by issue in release order, tackling two comics per episode, both a Justice League America issue and a Justice League Europe issue. Now, along the way, we're also taking time out for special episodes covering the quarterly book, interviews with various comic book creators, discussing the plethora of spin-off series, cartoon appearances, the infamous TV pilot, and more. And when we're all done, we'll wrap up our coverage by looking at the 2003 and 2005 stories formerly known as the Justice League, and I can't believe it's not the Justice League. So join me in an ever-changing roster of guest hosts as we celebrate your favorite JLI members, such as... Batman. Martian Manhunter. Captain Atom. Fire. Ice. Rocket Red. The Flash. The Elongated Man. Maxwell Lord. Elrond. Power Girl. Renard de Rousse. I mean, Crimson Fox. Guy Gardner. Metamorpho. Booster Gold. Blue Beetle. Nort! Justice League International Bwahaha Podcast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Want to make something of it? Hi, I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren of the Rad Adventures Network. We're a married couple who enjoy great stories of all kinds, including adventures, mysteries, science fiction, and fantasy. Please join us for a variety of podcasts focused on a range of pop culture topics. Trekker Talk is about 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. It's a blend of classic sci-fi adventures and noir mysteries set in a retro future. Xenozoic Xenophiles is about the comic Xenozoic Tales by writer and artist Mark Schultz. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Warlord Worlds covers the many comics of writer and artist Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, Green Arrow, and The Legion of Superheroes. Sensational Sluice, where we talk about favorite mystery novels, movies, and TV shows. Fantastic Fantasies, where we share our favorite fantasy films and books. And Amazing Adventures, where we discuss action-packed adventure stories. 
Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or visit RadAdventuresNetwork.com to find all of our shows and links to our social media pages. That's Rad, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. And we're back. Right, we sat down on Saturday night when Charlotte got home from uh, university for her reading week and we watched on Sunday night, actually. Wasn't it Sunday? I can't remember when this was because everything flew by so fast. It was Sunday night. And we watched The Power of the Doctor. What we knew going in, there would be the Doctor's regeneration. We knew something weird was going to happen about regeneration. uh, And uh, we also knew uh, from the trailer, there would be, from various trailers, there would be the Master, there would be Daleks, there would be Cybermen, including the weird Cyberman guy. There would also be uh, two companions from the past ace and tegan from my era of the fifth and sixth or fifth and seventh doctor uh, and that's all we knew and i thought this is the uh, 100th anniversary special for the bbc being 100 years old so were you excited for this Catherine? not particularly right because it's been uh, up and down the last episode was uh, not particularly good it was basically the chinese pirates on the sea oh, yeah, i didn't the, really understand that yeah but the, the New Year's special with the Daleks and the time loop was quite good. What about you, Charlotte? Uh, I forgot about it until Saturday night. Oh, right. When we announced, this is what we'll be watching. Right, what I'm going to do is I'm on Wikipedia and I'm going to read the synopsis that they have. And we're going to stop every now and again and talk about it. So I won't read it all the way through. So let's start. The Doctor and her companions rescue a bullet train in space from the Cyber Master attack and then Dan is nearly killed during the escapade. Having developed a sense of his mortality, Dan parts with the Doctor and gets back to his living life. A renegade Dalek contacts the Doctor offering information about the Dalek plot to destroy humanity. The train reminded me of that one with the 12th Doctor. With the mummy on it. The mummy on the, on the train. The, it also reminded me of the first episode with the 13th Doctor where she appears uh, in a train. Oh, yeah. She falls through the roof. What did you think about Dan leaving at the very start? Fair enough. Uh, was it a good move writing-wise? Because you could have had Dan the whole way through. I feel like he didn't really bring much to it, to be honest. I don't think many of them did. They were just kind of there to be like, oh, look... What, what are you doing, Doctor? Please yeah. explain to me what is happening. Uh, yeah, a lot of the early companions were like that. I, I thought the whole bullet train thing was quite a good action scene. This child that was taken away was... Oh, boy, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> Just in case you didn't realise. I think we said that a few times. Uh, the child that was taken away wasn't explained very well at that point. And the whole uh, master... Or the cyber master, the ones that regenerate... What uh, were brought back in from the end of the, the blah, something or other some series? Then you have the Dalek coming into it, saying, "Oh, there's a plot. Please come and meet me." And the Doctor really not wanting to. This first part of uh, the whole thing was was a wee bit annoying, and because uh, it was complicated. You're bringing in the Daleks, the Cybermen, and uh, and things like that. But then we go to the next uh, part of the synopsis. 
The doctor's former companions, Tegan, Jovanka and Ace, investigate an abduction of several seismologists and addition of Rasputin's face to 15 paintings. Kate Stewart invites the doctor to Unit's headquarters to meet Tegan and Ace and discuss the findings. The doctor clarifies that a new face in the paintings is actually the masters whom she goes to confront. They just kind of threw Rasputin in there. They were just like, let's add some history. Haven't had that in a while. Yes, it did bring about eventually one of my favourite scenes in the whole thing, and I have several. The bit where they were like figuring out, like, oh, all these things are happening at the same time and all that. It reminded me of the one where Donna is figuring out all the things as well to find oh, yeah. the doctor. And also the thing with the painting reminds me of the one uh, where, the like... The Day of the Doctor? They were going away from paintings. Yeah, Day yeah. of the Doctor. I, I I liked Tegan and Ace coming into it, and I love always the fact that they're all, all these companions are really cheesed off of the Doctor for how they left them and never seemingly came back. But the thing is, did they not usually leave them and then regenerate so they wouldn't even recognise them? Yeah, there, there is that part of it. The Doctor learns the Master and his Cyber Masters have allied with the Daleks to end humanity in the present day by triggering eruptions from all Earth's volcanoes simultaneously. The Doctor meets the renegade Dalek, discovering that all the Daleks allowed it to contact her in order to capture her, uh, where, which they do after killing the traitor. Okay, that was a boring bit. It was necessary to get the plot rolling. Right, next bit. Yuna arrests the master who reveals he sent a miniaturized uh, Ashad to Tegan. That's the sort of half-human, half-Cyberman, who assumed it was a warning from the Doctor. Ashad enlarges and acts as a portal, bringing Cybermen into Yuna HQ, freeing the master. The Daleks take the Doctor to 1916 Russia and hands her over to the Master, who uses Gallifreyan technology and the Kurunx, an enslaved energy being, to force her to re re <laughs> regenerate into him. So that was the whole bit where uh, the Doctor or the Master has the Doctor captured and brought brought in my first favourite scene in this. Ra ra Rasputin. I loved that. I don't know why, I just don't, and I've been annoying people by singing it all week long. Yep. Yep. Then we get to another of my favourite bits. With it. In her mind, the Doctor encounters manifestations of the first Doctor. And at that point I went, oh, that's nice they brought him back to Dead play the Doctor. Off. Yeah, but th this is the guy who played the Doctor in Twice Upon a Time, which is the last of uh, 12s, just before he reincarnated. Uh, and the 12 and... Uh, one joined together uh, to do stuff but then it turned into Colin Baker the sixth doctor and then uh, Peter Davidson the fifth doctor then Sylvester McCoy and then the eighth doctor as well whom and they all inform her it may be possible for her for the forced regeneration uh, to be undone with outside help I was disappointed none of the new ones were on. Well, I thought it was nice because uh, the, um, the the 50th anniversary day of the Doctor had all new ones. But I thought it was glorious being allowing these guys back to play the Doctor once more. I mean, it, got, it gets even better than that. Oh, I'm nearly... Uh, this is getting near the end. I think uh, it seems to be once you've been in either A, Doctor Who, or B, Marvel, you're roped into them for life. Well, uh, which is okay. Uh, I think it was lovely having Colin Baker back playing the Doctor because he he went out of it really in a bad way in the 80s. Uh, he was basically forced out. Why? 
uh, because they wanted a new doctor and the person in charge of it had to go and tell him over lunch, sorry, the good news is there's going to be another series of Doctor Who. The bad news is you're not the doctor. By the way, do you want to come back for a regeneration? No, <laughs> understand. Is it usually the actor or actress will choose to leave and then they'll be like, right, my best right, the doctor's regeneration? Usually it's... Uh, with Doctor Who, usually it's after three years the actor goes, ah, I want to go on. I don't want to be typecast as this. Most people are typecast. You've got the exceptions of uh, Matt Smith has got a good career after it. Uh, he's in the... the Crown. Uh, he went in The Crown and he's also in that um, House, House Dragon, of Dragons Dragon uh, as well. And David Tennant, he just bombs ahead and does everything. Also ads. Ads, yes. I watched them, yeah. the Magnum PI on ITV4, and the ad between the adverts and him is his, our advert. He does a lot of voice him. I was, like so I was trying to explain, and you just interrupted me. Sorry. That's okay. Your okay. Nine boy didn't, doesn't do much from my Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston. Eccleston, he's quite... Well, he was in... Yeah, a lot of them were in a lot of different things. Uh, An AI program from the Doctor created using images of the 5th, 7th and Fugitive and the 13th Doctor lead Ace to meet a former companion, Graham O'Brien, and destroy the Dalek volcano machine. Just about, former companion. Just about, yeah, like he left like two minutes ago. Where did he come from? He uh, See, when he left the doctor, she gave him one of the wee card things, uh, the uh, paper. psychic paper, and he's been going around trying to do good around there. So he, he discovered there was something happening around here and around there, and he went in, and then he met up with Ace. It, it kind of looks like to me like he's trying to be like a wee Indiana Jones. What did you think of Ace, Ace's baseball bat? I thought it was cool. That's good, that's good. That's I, what I saw... Um, one of the old ones with her in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we watched um, Remembrance of the Daleks. Tegan is to destroy the Cyber Converter and the Cyber Masters at Unit HQ before they convert Kate. And Yaz and previous ally Vinder is to capture the Master and make him into the uh, take him into the Doctor's transformation into a uh, transformed back into the master and um, the master mortally wounds the doctor with uh, an energy beam that causes her to be getting regeneration okay a lot in that you remember your girl who had like the long scarf and the glasses and used the yes. nail or what happened to her i can't remember she just got written out uh, she w- I have a feeling she got her memory wiped, but I don't think she did. She, she did. There was two of them. One was um, uh, a no, a, a sucky, the sucky, thing. oh, yeah. sucky things that turn into. And one of those two died, and they never revealed whether it was a sucky thing or the real thing. The thing is, when uh, the sucky thing dies, would it not resort to a sucky thing form? No idea. I don't know how it works. Okay. One of the beautiful scenes in this was Tegan with the Fifth Doctor and him saying Braveheart. Because he used to say that, Braveheart taken, Braveheart. In other words, be strong. Uh, Sylvester McCoy's Doctor, Seventh Doctor with Ace, loved that. And this whole hint that they, they parted on bad terms. Okay, we're getting to a bit that Catherine wants. Okay, Doctor regenerating uh, that lovely scene with Yaz. Doctor takes Yaz home before departing alone. Yaz wanted to go home. I suppose they had to get her off the table for this new era of Doctor Who. Yaz attends a support group of former companions, including Graham, 
Dan, Kate, Ace, Tegan, Ian Chesterson was one of the first companions. Was you he and I, the tall teacher he guy? He was the tall teacher guy from uh. On Earthly Jai. Joe Jones, she was actually in Sarah Jane Adventures in the one where the the eleventh Doctor comes into it, the death yeah. of the Doctor. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like a wedding, no. No, um, Melanie Bush, who um, th- theoretically should still be in space because that's where uh, Seven left her. She's there. I thought that was a beautiful moment with all those companions. And I have always said a great so spin off TV series would be something where the companions um, have uh, adventures. And you get two of them from different doctors meeting up each week to have go on secret missions. And then at the end, they all meet and have tea. They all meet, have tea, and jammy dodgers. Lovely. Okay, and this is a bit Catherine is interested in. The doctor travels to a cliff where she has a final look at the sun uh, setting and regenerates into the 14th doctor, who is physically similar to the 10th doctor. My, my, <laughs> my question is, why did their clothes regenerate? Well, that's an interesting thing. It has happened before. The very first regeneration, one into two, the clothes regenerated. And it's never happened since. But, but they're different clothes from the 10th. I know. Crazy as so, They're similar, but they're similar, but different. Is that all you're going to say? Are you going to say more? Go for it, Kathleen. So, so when I first heard... Well, I don't actually think I did hear that David... I know that... Right. I knew that David Tennant... Take a breath. I knew that David Tennant was going to be in the new series, but I didn't realise that he'd be like the regeneration. But I thought it would just be like a quick regeneration and then another regeneration into the new Doctor. But then he stayed like that. And then the thing about the next series was like, oh, this is David Tennant. And then Donna's going to be back as well. And then the the writer from that's going to be back as well. And those series were my favourite series. So I'm very excited for this. And I have a group chat with two of my friends. And that night... When I woke up the next morning, I had like 78 unread messages. Okay. <laughs> yes, I know you're very excited and you're a bit disappointed you have to wait to November yes. 2023. Whole year. Whole year, but hopefully it'll be worth the wait. Okay. We're not even doing a Christmas one. No, they I haven't done they, a Christmas one. I hope one they bring them back the Christmas one. I, I do as well. I don't I like, like New Year's. Fun. We have nothing to do now. Nobody oh. celebrates New Year's. New Year's is just yet drunk. In this, we how many doctors did we have? One, two. Oh goodness. Okay, you're just going to count Wait, one at a time. Like, hold on, name them, three. name them, name them. Don't just Judy. go one, two, three. Like first doctor, Ooh. fifth, okay. sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth. What? Oh, we the, didn't have ten. The one with the lighthouse. Have, Thirteen. The Renegade Doctor, 14, 14 and 15 in that trailer. Yeah. So that was how many? You've got fingers up and you're not even counting. <laughs> you had your fingers One, up. four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, uh, 13, Renegade. Yeah, 14. Is that not that. 10? Your hand ended like that. I, think. I don't know. Uh, nine or ten. We also had loads of past companions, which was beautiful to see. Uh, I really enjoyed this. It was a love letter to people like me who remember the 80s doctors. And uh, it was just spectacular. I hope they do. Um, I, I hope the, the 60th anniversary lives up to this. Because this has been my favorite regeneration one story. Ever. 
I, I think it's highly up there, but set certainly in the, the new era. I'm looking forward to the new series because there's more 10th, well, technically 14th Doctor and Donna. I've rewatched those so many times. You have. Okay, and that will be us for this time. I think we're, the next podcast might be a Christmas one, but there might be one in between now and then. This has been a Mark Smith podcast. All the characters are property of their own owners. You can contact us by email at mymarksmessagegmail.com on Twitter at marksmesspodcast at the T on our Facebook page Marshmet 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 Podcast. yes very well very well indeed yes and thank you to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title of music and uh, Charlotte flies uh, back to her university to do more studying are you excited? Yeah, because yeah, you're making. I'll be going into a school for the kiddos. Ooh, uh, and you're making a life for yourself, which is oh. great. Uh, you're growing up, becoming an adult, which is scary. Oh, I really had to pay do for it. So much great. adult stuff. What's What's the most adulty thing you had to do? Well, in one go, I had to take two massive parcels back to the post office, send them off. Then I had to go into Primark to find a purse. <laughs> then I had to go. Well, first of all, I couldn't find the board. The W H Smith. Then I had to go into Aldi. So, Catherine, just was, hold on to your. That was like, that was like yeah. a car on the bus. Okay. Well, we'll hopefully see you again soon. And so, bye bye. Bye. Some washing of clothes that day. Bye. Catherine, I'm back from university for a week. It's great to be home and get my washing done. I don't know how to say this part because it just sounds fake. What was it? Great to see you, Charlotte. <laughs> it's nice to see you. Have you made any friends yet in your halls? Oh, I.